Welcome to the Seller Roundtable e-commerce coaching and business strategies with Andy Arnott and Amy Wees. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to Seller Roundtable number 52. This is Andy Arnott with Amy Wees. And we are super excited to have Trevor Goodchild on today. Thank you for being on, Trevor. Welcome. Thanks for having me. Yeah. So we're going to talk all things Facebook today. And uh, luckily, you donned your Facebook shirt today, which I, I, I appreciate. It, it's, it ups your legitimacy level. You know, it's, it's, uh, the, the visual there is, is perfect. So thanks so much for being on. Sure. No problem. You can't buy these in stores. The copyright and trademark infringement gangsters on Facebook side are pretty big. <laughs> I can't imagine. They're probably pretty scary. Yes. So Trevor, tell us a, a little bit about uh, your background. Share as little or as much as you like, kind of, uh, you know, where you're born, where you live now, past jobs, any college school, um, any hard knocks, anything that you want to share with us, you know, getting, getting started in your uh, entrepreneurial journey. Sure. Well, you know, I actually became an entrepreneur during the last uh, vestiges of the dot-com bust, you know, after the crash of the dot-com era, I was getting started at a small little known company called Quickstar that was trying to get people to buy wholesale prices for retail products, but online before Amazon became a thing. So it was ahead of its time in some ways. Never really got big. Then guess what it became? Amway. Um, oh, interesting. <laughs> and, and I didn't realize all that at that time. But I was 19 and I got started with that. But, uh, you know, I spent many years as, as a youth actually living on the streets. I lived in a cardboard box for many years uh, off and on trying to get myself together, uh, you know, kind of bad home life. And I got from that to getting into the University of Texas uh, in Austin with a recommendation letter from the president of Austin Community College and overcame a whole bunch of stuff uh, to do that. I am one of the few last native Austinites still living in Austin, Texas. I think we should get a subsidy for an endangered species protection there. So a few of us left um, that still live in Austin that are from Austin. Um, I got recruited to work at Facebook. Now, if you've ever seen the movie, The Matrix, um, and if you haven't, then, I mean, I'll say a prayer, but uh, it's a great movie. (laughs) You should have seen it. Um, There's this scene where, you know, Mr. Smith is like, we've had our eye on you for quite some time, Mr. Anderson. It was like that with me and Facebook. I didn't apply for a job at Facebook. I just got a phone call one day, randomly, you know, asked me if I was Trevor Goodchild. I said, yes, I am. This is me. This is Facebook. Are you interested in a position here that we have in advertising? And I honestly did not believe it was Facebook calling me. They don't call people. Have you ever tried to reach Facebook when you have a problem with Facebook? <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> yes, I have. And it is maddening and I want to pull my hair out. And uh, yeah. It's a black hole. <laughs> the, the, let's just say I, I, me and Facebook are not on, on, on speaking terms right now. You have better luck shaking a magic eight ball. Um, it wasn't until I went into the office, I saw the Facebook sign and everything. I was like, oh, this is legit. Welcome to the Matrix, Mr. Anderson. Uh, I worked there for a year in advertising. Then I moved up. I got a job in back-end tech where I offered support for Facebook servers. And I did remote access tool support and a bunch of other uh, deep-level back-end tech work for Facebook, basically maintaining the website, uh, making sure it was online, 
So like if your page is loading slow or Facebook was down, I was the one working interfacing with the engineers in Menlo Park that wrote the code for Facebook that actually kept the website online. And so, yeah, uh, that's a lot of what I did. Got to know the belly of the beast and I got out of that, started my own business as a kind of a Facebook consultant as well as a business consultant. So I help people solve problems uh, with businesses, scale, innovate, stuff like that, as well as just kind of be that encyclopedia for Facebook questions. Awesome. Um, how do you see Facebook's importance today as an entrepreneur? Um, you know, how important is it to be on the Facebook platform, uh, you know, as a small business owner? Well, I don't think you should sleep, uh, bathe or shower until you've checked your status um, and everyone else. No, uh, as a small business owner, like it really depends on what your vertical is, right? I would say trade level services like plumbing, roofing, carpentry. While if you hire a really good admin, you can get some results from Facebook through band development and things like that. You know, developing the attractive uh, persona, you know, per Russell Brunson, all that great stuff. But I think really it depends, right? Other verticals, it, you're going to do better on Facebook than you would elsewhere with like a plumber or carpenter i would say ppc ads is better but as a small business you should definitely always have no matter what your vertical is a social media presence on facebook on twitter on instagram you know how much you devote time to each of these depends i suggest mastering one before going to another but you should definitely have a social media presence this day and age yeah, absolutely. Couldn't agree more. Uh, my big thing, though, of course, is uh, if people don't know, I got shadow banned from Facebook. And uh, so um, my main profile got taken down my personal profile. I didn't get any communication at all in terms of w what I did wrong, um, you know, anything like that. And, you know, so years worth of photos, videos, posts, uh, everything like that just got zapped instantly. So that's when I started to tell people, um, you know, definitely to invest in all the platforms where people live, but be really careful in putting all your eggs in one basket. And that translates directly to Amazon as well, right? A lot of sellers now who are fully invested in Amazon are getting, um, getting a, a hot poker to the eye right now in terms of their sales. And, um, you know, with uh, Amazon not letting people send FBA shipments. And if you, if you had no merchant fulfilled right now, you're hurting pretty badly. Um, you know, luckily we... Uh, back our FBA inventory with small amounts of um, of merchant fulfilled items. I mean, you know, there, there's a possibility that we could run out, but we've got the experience to have that backup stock. We have experience in shipping it, prepping it, doing all that stuff ourselves, which, you know, I've been telling people for a long time, especially in Q4, that you should have that dialed in. And this is the exact reason why we do it is to just have um, a backup because you never, absolutely never know what's going to happen. Nobody would ever imagine this. This is like a, uh, you know, a movie that, you know, it's like that, that contagion movie, which I haven't seen in a while, but you know, it, it's, it's like a literally like we're living in a movie right now where yeah. nobody on the planet would ever think that we would be where we are right now, locked in our houses for months at a time. Um, so it's, uh, it's absolute insanity. So just <laughs> make sure that if you guys are investing in those social media platforms, just to spread the love a little bit and, um, definitely stay where your audience is, but you know, don't be afraid to, to dabble in other, in, in other places. I would agree. You know, when Andy's account was blocked suddenly, uh, you know, we do a lot of things together and, um, I, 
kind of was like, whoa, what, what happened? What happens when your account gets blocked is anything that you have ever posted is completely wiped. So if you have, um, like Andy and I had courses together that were in private Facebook groups and anything Andy, any content or data that Andy ever posted in that group was completely wiped out. And so we were scrambling trying to resurrect that data. And although Trevor, we know that you're not an expert in, um, in personal profiles and making that happen, uh, you just gave an amazing tip before we came on the show, and that's to download your Facebook data. Uh, you can download every post you've ever made, every video you've ever done, anything like that, in case something like that happens. Do you have any other tips for people, just to kind of from a business side or a personal side, of what you can do in terms of kind of protecting yourself on social media from these random behind-the-curtain things that happen um, and how you can maybe prepare to have the best presence on social media in case something like this were to, were to happen. Sure, not a problem. Well, to give a little background context, Facebook does not care about you. Um, so people like often <laughs> take it up personal uh, when something happens, but often it really is just, you know, a default of the way it's run due to like PR fires, the Cambridge scandal, the lawsuit from the housing authority last March, um, the settlements that they, Facebook had to do at a court. What has happened is the engineers have run a bunch of new automations to catch content they feel might snowball into something that could end up being that way. And it could be something very tiny, but they're overly zealous right now as far as protecting their platform. It's a private website. We're, you know, graced with access to, but we don't have a right to access it like a public library or school, though it's often emotionally compared to that due to the personal lives that we live on Facebook and our memories and families and friends. So just as a mindset thing, it's good to keep in mind, this is still Mark's baby. Uh, we're just guests on it. Um, but as far as prevention methods, uh, Facebook, I will tell you kind of, you know, what people, not many people know, doesn't really like you posting other websites on their platform. Their general inner philosophy is everything on Facebook should come from Facebook. So it's one of those things. If you're doing crossover stuff with competitors, you know, YouTube, Amazon, things like that, just be careful. You know, um, it's possible, and I can't say with certainty what Facebook feels or thinks. It changes every single day, you know, every hour, whatever. But what I can say is that it's definitely good to back up your profile, go in your settings and download a copy. It'll take a while for that to download. We'll send you a link so you have copies of that. And just make sure to separate your business from your personal. I'd say logging into your account for, say, if you're doing advertising, don't try to go from like links from your, from your personal profile, from the settings dropdown from the globe or the little bell they have now instead of the globe. I would say always go business.facebook.com first. That's always better. It's good not to try to access your advertising account uh, if you're traveling from other countries, other states. Facebook tracks IP address logins and it'll mark suspicious behavior if it sees you're logging in from a different geographic location than you normally do. Obviously not just a coffee shop in your city, right? But crossing state lines, from the country, things like that. So that's good. But yeah, I would just say 
also not running afoul of the advertising policies because whether it's not a vindictive mood uh move i guess it feels like it is but it's not but people will have their profiles taken down as a result of bad practices on advertising on the platform specifically right now in 2020 facebook is really cracking down on multi-level marketing and anything that sounds like i will teach you how to make money online I will show you how to sell products online. These are keywords that a Facebook sees on your profile. They see that in your ad copy, on your landing page from your ads, that's gonna raise alarms. It could lead to profile disablement and deletion or inaccessibility. So steer clear of anything MLME by all means in 2020 uh, to protect your profile. I'd say it's a big one right now. And so in terms of, I think all of those tips are excellent. In terms of protecting your profile, I can definitely see how even legit business, you know, you trying to do legit business and, and all of that, I can see how it could be construed as spammy. And isn't there something too where, um, where if you are reported so many times as spam right if your advertising is reported so many times as spam and you know because customers can click the little arrow and say that they don't like it or um isn't that also like a really great way to to have your stuff under review oh i wouldn't say it's great <laughs> but uh, it's definitely one of the ways that that can happen and i don't think competitors have gotten savvy enough to use this I think more often this happens because someone trolls you. Maybe you deleted someone's comment on a, a boosted post and they get all mad. One of my previous clients had one guy got their business page disabled by repeatedly reporting it as spam because he was mad he got kicked out of their group because he was harassing members. And this one guy, even though he was a troll, he used the tools of Facebook to bring down a legitimate business. Now I helped them get their page back up to understanding the policies and the appeal process, but it was really one person that did this. So you're, you're correct. Those tools can be used and abused. It's the Remember same that? on Amazon, right? With reviews and downvotes and upvotes and all of that. Uh, what were you saying, Andy? No, I was saying, Trevor, that's interesting. Um, Cause remember when, we, you know, when we were working together that I had mentioned that at one point I had posted a, a post on Facebook that said like, Hey, I hate how, um, people talk politics on Facebook and uh, some like random, I don't know if she was a friend or a friend of a friend or something had posted in the comments, like, you know, you know, saying something like this is because you're privileged and you know, this whole spiel about it. And I ended up deleting the comment. Cause I was like, no, I like, what I'm saying is, is I don't want to talk politics on Facebook. Right. Like, I hate it. Like this is where I do business. That's why I'm actually enjoying LinkedIn a lot more because people don't do that kind of crap there. Like, like politics don't come into play on, on LinkedIn. Uh, which I love. Um, but in retrospect, you know, my account got blocked fairly soon after that. So, you know, it, it's, it's, yeah, it's scary in terms of if you have a competitor or just somebody who has some agenda against you on Facebook, you can just get blocked for no reason, no justification, and all your stuff gets deleted. So now the years of content of time of building groups of building pages of you know, building ads, whatever you're doing on Facebook could instantly get evaporated. Now, the chances of that are probably fairly small, 
but the numbers are going up. It's I, I'm hearing more and more about this happening to more and more people. So just be really careful on in terms of once again, having all your eggs in one basket, make sure that you're, um, you know, building your own presence in terms of, you know, everybody says like emails played out, but that's still one of my favorite uh, sources to work from in terms of my customers. Um, I don't, I, I started with ManyChat and then I abandoned it just because once again, Facebook owns those, that, that channel. If they decide to block your account, guess what? That ManyChat list of a hundred thousand or whatever it is you just built is worth zero because it just went away because you don't own it. So I'm a really big fan and suggest that all of you guys start looking at owning your own audience um, in terms of email addresses, cell phone numbers, um, you know, you can actually build your own ManyChat type uh, tool like on your own website. Like there's a lot of different things that you can do right now. And I highly suggest that everybody starts to look at that. And um, honestly, you have to look at it. Facebook will be easier to build an audience, right? Because there's an audience already there. It's just like Amazon. It's the, the people are already there, but you don't own them. So it's going to be harder to build your Shopify store. It's going to be harder to build your own email list. It's going to be harder and more expensive to do all of those things. But value-wise, they're worth 10 to 100 times more, if not more, because you own that moving forward. Nobody can block your email list, right? I mean, I guess they, people can like mark you as spam and things like that. But really, I mean, you own that data. And so you can do a lot more with that. So just keep that in mind, folks. I would say also, um, just to give one, ex one little extra tip on that, as far as like that situation that you stated, um, because that's, I've had similar things happen to me in the past. One thing that, that actually helps with that is to make sure that the privacy of your posts that you're making is just friends because that'll eliminate at least that rando factor that some AM radio listener is going to chime in on your post and then troll you afterwards or whatnot. Not that all AM radio is bad, but you know what I'm saying. Um, it, it helps. I, I had to start doing that consciously and deciding and even some relatives, as much as I love them, you know, uh, post 2016 election out of the woodwork, uh, you kind of had to start realizing, okay, yeah, just the privacy of the posts that I make to exclude certain people, just because I want to keep it positive on Facebook. It's possible to do this. You just have to be selective about your posting, your feed preferences, what you hide, what the privacy is on the posts that you make. And it'll also help in profile protection. Yeah, that's an interesting tip because yeah, all of my posts, because I don't, you know, I, I decided a long time ago that I wasn't going to put like a lot of personal photos on there. Like my kids aren't on there and things like that. I was like, I'm using Facebook only for business. So all my posts were public because, you know, I was like, oh, that's going to get the most play, the most audience, things like that. But that's an interesting uh, tip because yeah, if, if anybody can see that, then anybody can go in there and, and, you know, mess with that. So that's a, that's an interesting tip. Thanks for that, Trevor. Sure. Yeah, definitely. So what about ads today? How can we be the most successful on Facebook with ads? What's going on Facebook ads 2020? Advertising Google. Wait, was that th saying that out loud? Um, no, what, as far as uh, Facebook 2020, uh, it's exciting uh, because they're doing new stuff where they're really pushing groups. Groups are going to be higher in the newsfeed. From what I understand, we're going to have a separate tab that's gonna be rolled out in separate uh, bunches. This is how Facebook beta tests new features as they have a select group uh, per demographic in various parts, like say the US for instance. They'll test the Southwest, then you know the Northwest and the Midwest and 
you know, then they'll, based on the feedback from what they're seeing from data analytics, roll it out to larger numbers. So what we're doing right now is they're, they're testing out algorithmically how Facebook group posts are going to play out in the newsfeed and eventually create their own tab where you'll have, you can just select it for the group. So as a business owner that is advertising on Facebook, I would say it's really, it's really key to have a group for your business and to optimize that and learn the metrics of what a well-performing group of high engagement is. And this isn't just running contests because you're gonna get people that just want the free stuff, right? It's about building value. It's about building relationships. It's about a two-way street of being interested in them as well, seeking feedback, you know, figuring out how to create really a community, Facebook values community above all else, and then post all of this stuff that's been going on with Facebook and the news and the government and all that, they want to be like friends and family y'all so as a way of doing that facebook groups are really high in, on the list there and so that's definitely something to keep in mind because uh, it's not just something they're going to promote it's something they're changing with how the platform distributes content and so facebook business pages they're probably going to be impacted by this i can't say to what degree because i'm not i don't I don't think Facebook even knows at this point how that's going to be impacted as far as what posts show up from Facebook business pages. But I know that Facebook stories are going to be more featured as well in the messenger app, especially that's going to be happening. Um, there's going to be a lot of new hap new limits that are coming into play as well. Mid 2020, we're going to have the graph API uh, version 5.0 uh, and the marketing API version 5.0. That's going to have a new ad volume API. So you can't have too many ads running at the same time. A lot of marketers will do like yeah, crazy, like a hundred ads at the same time. A lot of uh, gurus and so-called, you know, Facebook marketing world teach certain techniques where you just, you kind of like spam Facebook by running so many ads that even if you get a few disapproved, you can just keep going. And so I think that's part of it, but it's also for platform stability. They basically want, you know, fewer ads running at the same time so that fewer ads exit the learning phase and more budget is spent before the delivery system can optimize their performance. Because they're seeing that ads aren't optimizing the best way possible if there's so many running. So they're deprecating also the 10 second video view metric and the 10 second video view optimization. And they're replacing that with this thing called through play optimization and metric, which there isn't a lot of information about right now. Yeah, there's a there's a lot of interesting stuff going on there, Trevor. So one of the things I have noticed is they did this what like a year or two ago is where they really made Facebook business pages less valuable, right? Like, and it's sad because and this just comes down to that the overwhelming theme today is you got to be really careful because you know, for a while there, they were pushing so hard, oh, get as many likes as you can on your business page. The more likes you get, the more, you know, other people are going to see that. Well, nowadays, it's pay to play, you know, some of your business page posts are getting, you know, a, a tiny, tiny, minute, um, you know, amount of viewership in the feed, if, if at all. And if they are, it's, you know, cause you boosted the post or whatever, or somebody is just really, really active on that page. Right. Um, like for example, you know, our, our, um, our podcast page, you know, that's where we post new podcasts and things like that. So, you know, value wise, we're probably getting quite a few people looking at it, clicking on it, things like that. So that might actually appear a, a, in a, in a decent amount of, of people's feeds, but, that being said, you know, it's, it's a tiny fraction of what it used to be. And all those likes that people built up over all those years are, are technically almost worthless now. 
Um, and you could say the same for, you know, once, you know, there's been rumors for a long time about the chat on Facebook going, um, uh, messenger going paid. Right. So there's a lot of things, you know, a lot of people saying that, you know, in the near future that you're not, your, your messenger messages aren't going to get showed unless they're backed by, you know, pay. So, uh, once again, folks, you gotta, you gotta be careful in what you invest in. I would definitely encourage people to embrace the omnipresent approach of having funnels built in with website messenger bots, as well as, you know, Facebook with mini chat or, or whatnot, as well as email. Email will never die. It's the first thing I check every single day um, before social media and almost everyone I know, because that's where you get, you know, receipts from Amazon purchases. That's where you get bill notifications that's you know family members that are too old for social media you know i mean it's it's never going to go away email they can't replace what email does and so i would always encourage people to do that but um to speak to your point about facebook business pages um i you know i've had a facebook account for a very long time and i've noticed that change where they started making it more pay to play for getting content distributed however there is a way to get around all of that without always having to pay um, for your content is part of what I understand from working at Facebook and how the algorithm works. And part of what you do is just creating content that's more sub niche, sub niche, sub niche down to a smaller audience that's micro targeted specifically with the words they use to describe their pain points and what they're talking about. And it's not something I can describe <laughs> in complete detail. Uh, it would take too long, but it's essentially, it's a way of engaging them. There are certain things you want to avoid when you're posting on your business page that Facebook will signal as kind of a mark that you have to pay to distribute it. One is the hashtag symbol. If you use the hashtag symbol in posts that you make on your business page, that'll signal to Facebook, oh, this is a business post meant to sell something, not really meant to engage in the community. Therefore, we're not going to distribute this content as significantly of a spread as if it was just organic build a community content. Facebook's focus really is on community, on engagement, on interactions. And so the more we can foster that community and engagement on a business page, make it more of a community, the, the less Facebook will try to put their tentacles in, I guess, and interfere with the distribution. Uh, it's super interesting and a, and a really good tr uh, tip, Trevor. I, I feel like every time I talk to you, I get something new. So <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate that. Thanks for tuning in to part one of this episode. Join us every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific Standard Time for live Q&A and bonus content after the recording at sellerroundtable.com. Sponsored by the ultimate software tool for Amazon sales and growth, sellerseo.com and amazingathome.com.